0: When were the... What school's <laughs> Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop... What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people.
1: Hi, I'm reporter Chloe Persinos. This time we're talking transportation. Like, okay, so you want to get away from the big city for the weekend... God knows there's far more than your destination to consider, especially if you're bound to a car. There's the cost of gas and tolls, the stress of construction and traffic. (sighs) Sometimes it can feel easier to just stay home. Chances are you find yourself wishing there were a different way to escape the city. Much like this week's question asker Barbara Lang. Barbara has lived in Chicago for decades, always by the water, And in the summer, she takes trips to southwestern Michigan to get away from it all.
0: I just love to kind of poke around. I love to relax, take walks down by the lake. There's lots of beautiful rocks that you find on Lake Michigan over there on the sands.
1: And then on Sunday, Barbara gets in her car to head back home to Chicago. And inevitably, I-94 looks more like a parking lot than a freeway. So one day, strolling along Lake Michigan, Barbara had a thought.
0: Has there ever been a ferry between Chicago and Michigan, and why isn't there
1: one now? She's always had a certain reverence for Lake Michigan.
0: It's kind of poetic to be out on the water. It's kind of unbelievable to me that there isn't a ferry, because I think it would just be so great.
1: Okay, even if you don't share Barbara's love of the lake, you can probably relate to rooting for an alternative to the car. So, could a lake ferry be that alternative? Our Savior? Are your fingers crossed? To tackle Barbara's first question, was there ever a ferry from Chicago to Michigan, I talked to Loyola historian Ted Karamansky. And he says we did have ferries back in the day, but they were called passenger steamers.
0: These were steamships that carried excursionists out for a day of fun on Lake Michigan, or they would carry light manufacturing goods. And then, of course, fresh fruit from southwest Michigan to the Chicago produce markets.
1: In the mid-19th century, back before cars or paved roads, the Great Lakes were the region's superhighways. Grand steamships darted from harbor to harbor, making money by moving products and people. In the 1880s, the passenger traffic was thriving. There were two different kinds of tourists on the lake first?
0: The day trippers. And that's going to Chicago, to Michigan City, or Chicago to St. Joseph. Relatively short, three, four, five-hour trips.
1: St. Joseph, Michigan became known as Chicago's Coney Island. People would picnic and lounge and splash about and then jump on the boat at five and be back in Chicago by nightfall.
0: And then there are the overnight boats going up to Grand Traverse, Little Traverse Bay, some to Mackinac Island even. These resorts were very popular with Midwesterners. Uh, particularly where there was a problem with hay fever.
1: Before antihistamines, many Chicagoans escaped their allergies in the crisp air of northern Michigan. Little tent cities popped up. They were called Achoo Clubs. I know. Those tents became cottages, and eventually, those cottages became enormous Victorian manors. Jane Garver is the co-executive director of the Little Traverse Bay History Museum up in Petoskey, Michigan. If I got off the boat from Chicago, I would be so relieved to arrive here on Little Traverse Bay. Cool breezes, a beautiful area,
0: million-dollar sunsets.
1: And downtown Petoskey was hopping in the summers. There was an opera house and dance halls and tea rooms, you name it. People might be surprised to know that there were so many well-known names that visited here. In fact, I'm surprised when I go through record and see, oh, yes, Amelia Earhart, she came here and spoke here. Mark Twain gave a lecture, Ernest Hemingway whiled away his childhood summers at his family's cottage. The list goes on. But you should know, a voyage on a steamship was not all fun and games. According to Ted Karamansky, it could get bouncy on the lake.
0: You're going to have seasickness descend upon you, which could make this nice little cruise ship what sometimes they used to call a vomit comet.
1: And sometimes the boats were just plain unsafe. Like the SS Eastland, you may have heard about this. One morning in 1915, about 2,500 people boarded the Eastland for a company picnic, and the steamer tipped over in the murky Chicago River. 844 people died in the accident.
0: You would think that this might be the sort of the death knell of the steamships, but it wasn't.
1: Cars were.
0: And nothing has ever changed American life as profoundly as the introduction of the automobile.
1: In the 1920s, steamships took a huge hit— People and products, the two legs that the steamship industry stood upon, were no longer bound to the waterways. And over time, it only got worse.
0: 1958, Chicago completes the Skyway. And that's designed specifically to get people fast from downtown Chicago, via the Dan Ryan Expressway, to southwest Michigan. Uh, so why take a boat when you can do it in an hour and a half?
1: But these days, in bad traffic, that same trip might take closer to three hours. I wonder, could ferries make a comeback?
0: Hello, Chloe.
1: Hi, Ken. (laughs) How are you? Ken Zally is the president of Lake Express Ferry, which runs between Milwaukee and Muskegon. Now, I know what you're thinking. Milwaukee has a ferry, and Chicago, with our lakeside location and enormous metropolitan population brimming with potential customers, does not. So I ask Sally for his professional opinion. How would he answer Barbara's question, why not Chicago?
0: What I would tell her is running a ferry parallel to the interstate highway system is not a feasible ferry operation.
1: A Chicago ferry would compete with the Interstate and Amtrak. Milwaukee's ferry doesn't have that problem. It's a straight shot across the lake, which helps customers cut out hundreds of miles of travel around the lake. So Zally says when you factor in operating expenses and um, winter, well, he's not going to invest in a Chicago ferry. So we're doomed? Pardon me? So we're doomed? doomed? (laughs) I think for the foreseeable future, maybe yes. For the foreseeable future, sure. But Barbara Lang, she still thinks it's an idea worth investing in.
0: Yeah, so my pitch to somebody would be, well, no one's doing this. So it would be an incredible opportunity to jump on something that doesn't exist now. So you've got the money. What are you waiting for?
1: (laughs) I want 10%. (gasps) Well, absolutely. Who knows? If ferries get faster and Chicago area traffic gets worse and global warming eliminates the icy winters, maybe, just maybe, someone will revive a Chicago ferry. And then, Barbara will happily collect her finder's fee. Reporting for this story came from me, Chloe Persinos. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been following their curiosity and have been committed to brewing beers for Chicago that are celebrated worldwide by beer critics and beer lovers alike. More at gooseisland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best you drink. Chicago, a city of secrets hidden in plain sight, where intrigue lurks around every corner. There's always that mysterious group, this group, or them, or they, whoever they are, you know? So next time on Curious City, we bring you our favorite Chicago mysteries, like... How do
0: shoes get on power lines? What's at the bottom of the Chicago River?
1: Did a shark really attack young George Lawson in Lake Michigan in 1955? An hour we call...
0: Mysteries.
1: That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.
0: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Through takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Through Line wherever you get your podcasts.